time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit, bullshit. Welcome back, episode 29. I think we just we're just gonna hop right into the bullshit today. Just right into the bullshit. I mean Yeah, first of all, happy 4th of July, but we'll get to that. You know, you know, whatever it was for you, happy, sad, tragic, awkward. You know. It it's a holiday. We don't get a lot of those. Um but I right before I started recording this, hold up, I got I need to smoke, I need to smoke one for this. This is this bullshit right here is gonna piss you off. Mm. Now I don't know how long ago this was, but I saw this on the YouTubes. So shout out to Bird Plan on YouTube. That's where I saw this at. But there's a video of state troopers in uh Damn, it doesn't say where they are. Uh, in uh, Hartford. So I'm guessing that's Connecticut. 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 So state troopers. So they took this guy's cell phone. Um, that, so the, these guys were on the, they were on the side of the road protesting at a DUI checkpoint, right? Cause there's people that don't believe in that, uh, in DUI checkpoints because the, like a lot of things the government does, it just, it looks good and it sounds like it's good, but it doesn't, it's, they're worthless. They, they just serve to harass people. You know, it's like the TSA. It's like, it's just an inconvenience that doesn't actually save anyone, you know? Um, you know, the, I mean, the, the DUI is useless because the, 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 you know, the numbers don't lie. They they stop uh, <clears throat> they stop millions of people a year, and they catch a third of a percent of of a third of a percent of the people they pull over are drunk because uh, you know if, if you know that you know where the checkpoint is you can avoid it you know first of all one. But also, the studies have shown that the uh, that the roam the roaming patrols actually catch more people, you know, and it it, it would save money. But the, you know, you can't get politicians to do because they mo- they care more about how things look than how things are, so they'll spend that motherfucking money, you know. Uh, and the TSA is bullshit because it, you know when. <laughs> When's the last time they caught a terrorist? I mean, of all the money we spent on that, when's the last time they stopped some terrorism? You know? Because I figure a smart terror. because the thing is, they stop you from getting on the plane with a bomb. But they don't stop you from coming in the airport with a bomb. Why wouldn't the terrorist just blow up an airport? It's like you get, you... You you mad deep? I mean, depending on the airport, you get you get you get rather deep into the airport around, and at some of those TSA checkpoint things, nigga, it's way more people at that checkpoint than is gonna be on your flight. So it's like, are they? What are they stopping? Actually, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, and then you can pay money to just skip through. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. So this video, these state troopers, this so this guy was also open carrying uh, a firearm, which is legal where he's from. He had a permit. Oh, his shit was all good. <clears throat> but he was being a smart ass, you know. Um, he's been a smart ass. 
So the cops patted him down, took his phone. So he was recording with his phone. So they took his phone. Um, and they didn't know that it was still on. So they took all his shit, walked over to their car and start actively discussing how to make up charges against this guy. What, not knowing that they're being recorded. You know what I mean? And God, this shit makes my fucking blood boil. Just straight abuse of power because I mean, ultimately, I I think one of the officers drives off with the car on top of his, I mean, with the phone on top of his car. But maybe, can I get this loud enough for this to pick up here? Let me see. I hope it's clear. I'll cut it out if it isn't. I don't know. Okay, yeah, so 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 listen to this. Listen to this. Actively discussing setting this dude up. Okay, no no no. It's you 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 ain't gonna be able to hear the uh the dialogue. So so, so this, but this phone is sitting on top of their car while they're talking about how to set this dude up and like what charges they'll they'll be able to get away with. They they completely make up the fact that so so basically, you know, I don't know what their real reasons was for fucking with this guy. But they said they had, they said they got several, you know, with the, with the lie they made up and the lie they came back and told him was that several people said that he was waving his gun around or he had it in his hands and it was actually in his holster, you know, and, you know, none of that happened. And they 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 discussed like making up, you know, saying that pe- a lot of people stopped them to say he had a gun, but nobody wanted to give a statement. That's that's the lie they was gonna tell. And then they charged him with uh, some bullshit, you know. And and from what I can gather, the 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 charges. Okay. Oh, okay. So the, so the guy that posted this posted, you know, the backstory is a couple paragraphs. So backstory for context. Michael Picard, the victim here, was protesting near police DUI checkpoint in West Hartford when John Barone, a state police trooper, approached him under the pretext of public complaints and confiscated his legally carried pistol and pistol permit. The trooper then claimed that filming the police officer is illegal and took Picard's camera. Unbeknownst to the trooper, Barone, the camera was still on and recording when Barone brought it back to the police cruiser where his fellow state trooper, Patrick Tornillo, or Torneo, and John Jacoby were waiting. With the camera rolling, the officers proceeded to call a Hartford police officer to see if he or she had any grudges against Picard open an investigation of him in the police database and discuss a separate protest that he had organized at the state Capitol. Trooper Barone can be heard saying, we got to cover our ass. And another trooper stated, let's give him something. Um, Meaning, you know, let's put a charge on him. And the three settled on fabricating two criminal infraction tickets they used, uh, that they issued to Picard. Trooper Tenero drove away with Picard's camera on top of his cruiser, upon which the camera fell onto the hood of the car. Tenero stopped. Jacoby returned the camera to Picard, 
In July 2015, the criminal charges against Picard were dismissed in Connecticut Superior Court. The ACLU Connecticut's lawsuit on Picard's behalf contends that the troopers violated Picard's First Amendment and Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, everybody knows First Amendment is free speech. Fourth Amendment is right against a uh, warrantless seizure of property. So <clears throat> the reason he was, yeah. So, okay, the thing that burns me up about this is because I couldn't find it nowhere. But, um, you know, nothing happened to these police officers as far as I can tell. You know, so, uh, yeah, so the guy, the charges got dropped, but these motherfuckers are still out there doing this bullshit. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And they, you know, and they, and they, if you could just, if you could, if you could find this video, it's called, I'll put the link in the description, but it's called State Trooper, State Troopers Take Guy's Phone and Accidentally Record Themselves Debating the Best Way to Frame Him. Uh, the YouTube account is Bird Plan. So, If you can, uh, yeah, if you can find that video, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but it, it, it it's, uh, it's, these motherfuckers are still out here issuing tickets. You know, doing that bullshit. This is the shit that erodes the, the, you know, trust. In the public, like I, you know, because it, it, it brings up where it's like uh, this is something that a lot of people don't get about like that deep mistrust that a lot of, you know, minority it was minorities mostly, but now a lot of white folks are starting to get it too. It, that you know that that mistrust for police because this is the shit that happens right here. Is it's not it's not a it's not even about how often it happens. It's not even really about um how awful it is when when it does happen, whether it's something as simple as getting set up and getting a ticket for bullshit, or whether it's like you getting your life taken. You know, I mean obviously those are issues, but but the 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 heart of the of the outrage is that there's almost always little to no consequences for this shit right here. Like the, 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 the police officers that abuse their power, cause that's the thing. Most people, the vast majority of people cannot handle power. No one can handle absolute power. No one can have, the more power you have, the more you you know you got to be built a certain way to handle it and to give it up when it's time you know most people can't handle power that's why kingdoms rise and fall it's because you know it's easy to get behind a motherfucker and give him all this power and then boom he dead now he's his son and his son ain't the son ain't his daddy and now it's a whole different motherfucker with all that same power and most people can't handle it it's just that simple, you know? And we give this absolute power to a very small minority of the population. And when they get out of line, it's nothing. And this ain't a few bad seeds. Like, these niggas was talking about this, like, so casual. 
uh, just another day in the office. Let's, let's put something on them. Yeah, we'll say this and we'll say that because that's what it is. They know exactly what to say and how to word things. You know, why do you think you always hear the same thing? Whenever there's an officer involved shooting, you always, the excuse is always, I was in fear of my life, right? And and I and I don't doubt that, like, maybe a, a small percentage of those police officers were actually afraid for their lives, right? But it also just so happened to be the one thing that will get you off easy. Because the only, usually, the only other witness is a dead person, right? Unless it was caught on tape, which they fight against for some reason. You know, a lot of the body cameras, that was a thing that a lot of police officers didn't, they wasn't for that shit. The benevolent, whatever the fuck they call themselves, the benevolent uh, lodge of, you know, nigga killers, whatever. <laughs> no, that's not fair. Isn't it though? Uh, so I, I just, this shit just burns me up, dude. It do. Yeah. Because where are all the, uh, you know, let, let's just say for, for the sake of argument, uh, there were three officers involved here. So let's just say for the for the sake of argument, these are the three bad seeds on the uh, Connecticut Highway Patrol. Right? How do you think the rest of the officers in the state trooper, in the Connecticut state troopers, how do you think they'll react to this video? They don't give a fuck. That's why people don't trust none of you. And I'm just being honest with you here. It's because even though it might not be all of you that do this shit, all of you ignore this. All, to y'all, this, this you would take up for these people. You know what I mean? And so you're complicit. You know, it's just that simple. Unless you're turning in these bad seeds, I don't want to hear about no fucking few bad apples. Unless you're going to tell me who they are. Just a few bad apples. Nah, that's bullshit. So, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know if I can move on to what's next, god damn it. I gotta, I had to take a, take a breather, you know, roll, roll something up here. Um, did I talk about this one already? Maybe. Family held at gunpoint by Phoenix cops says apologies on a slap in the face. I think I talked about that last episode. Why is that still in my queue then, motherfucker? Get the dub out of there. Okay. Um, another big controversy this week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to call it that, the, uh, the little mermaid is going to be black. Disney's remaking the little mermaid. Um, they're casting. I had to go on and fuck it up already. They're casting. Hal. I don't know if it's Halley or Haley. Haley. Whoa, man. Why don't you have your shit together? Um, Haley. 
the you know the little girl from uh, Blackish and Grownish. What's her name? Haley Bailey. I, and I don't know if it's Haley or Haley Bailey, not Haley Barry. Haley Bailey, Haley Bailey. I don't know because I've never heard her name pronounced. You know, let me, let's see. Let's see if they say it. Let's, let's get it right. Let's get it right. Oh, this is bullshit. In the middle of my podcast, Disney really? announced yesterday the actress who will be playing the leading role of Ariel in the upcoming live-action version of The Little Mermaid. Say your name. 19-year-old R&B singer Halle Bailey has... Halle Bailey, okay, um, is going to be the... And you know that's how you pronounce it because a white lady said it. Um, Halle Bailey, R&B singer, actress, all that. You know, which is what you want to play Little Mermaid. Because um, at first, when I, I heard a couple of days ago that it was going to be her, uh, that they were going to cast a black woman to play uh, Ariel. But I didn't I didn't know if they were just going to play a black woman to voice Ariel or if Ariel herself was going to actually be black. OK, but now that is not the news. You know what the news is. You know what where this is going. Because, you know, from the depths of, uh, uh, from the depths of the ocean of white tears comes, uh, <laughs> comes this, this, this new ridiculous outrage that somehow there being a, a fucking, uh, a black aerial for Little Mermaid is, uh, <laughs> you know, I saw I saw one post where this girl was holding her copy of Lord Mermaid from the nineties, like from when I was a kid. It was like, oh, <laughs> I'm done with you, Disney. I'm done. This is going in the garbage. How stupid are these people? Because because you know you don't know, listen. These are the same people that um, that burned their Nikes and. You know, I forget what people were doing with their Starbucks cups or whatever. But it's like, you know, when you throw away something that you bought, you're not costing the company any money. Do you understand that you've you've already given them the money? Not only that, but if that's a mint condition, a Little Mermaid DVD, that's probably going to be worth something. Especially since Ariel's black now. <laughs> you got a mint condition when Ariel was white copy of Lure Mermaid and you throw it in the trash because you mad? That shit belongs to you, bitch. That belongs to you. That's like if, 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 if Elon Musk said something racist and then you took and drove your Tesla off a cliff. I'll show him. <laughs> I still owe $90,000 on this car, but I'll show this motherfucker when it's burning to a crisp at the bottom of this gorge. Um, Actually, I don't think a Tesla would catch on fire that way, right? I don't think cars catch on fire the way they do in the movies in real life, but I don't know. I've never driven one off a cliff. Um... But yeah, first of all, like, why do you fucking care if it's a, if a fictional character is, is, why do, it's a mermaid, bro. 
It's like, is that really, is that the, is that the hill you want to die on? You feel like whiteness is under attack because the Little Mermaid's a black girl now. Like, what do you? Well, like, yeah, you. Because I don't know if y'all know this. I mean, Disney, Disney of all companies, Disney who has shaped a lot of who has subconsciously shaped the uh, the uh, beauty standards and gender roles and all that shit for 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 a long time in America right damn near 70 years right they got a lot of making up to do when it, when it comes to black and brown women cuz for like the first 60 of them years all the black people in Disney cartoons were animals. They were either animals or they were big fucking, uh, big, big Sambo, bright red lips and like black, black skin. Like they didn't even have flesh tone. <laughs> they didn't have flesh tone markers for black folks. They would just you literally use the color black and put big red lips on them. And all of them talk like, they all talk like freed slaves. <laughs> you know, it was like, there was, so it was like, they were all, they were all either animals or, or, or caricatures. And Disney did a, Disney did a lot to perpetuate structural racism in America by influencing the way people saw each other, you know? So now that they're finally trying to make up for that by casting a minority here or there, you know, it's like, you ain't, you, you don't get mad when you don't get mad when, when, when white people play actual black people, you feel me? Like actual people that lived and existed. Cleopatra. Cleopatra, in two of those movies, in two movies about Cleopatra, she was a white woman. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who was apparently like born in the Middle East somewhere. He was born in the Middle East and his mama, so his, him and his mama and his stepdaddy was miraculously the three white people in the Middle East. They was from there. They were white somehow. Don't ask too many questions. All right. <laughs> and Jesus came out somehow, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, out there. He's like, like, it's like, I, I ain't trying to hear that from you because, listen, if you're the type of person, if you're the type of white person that only brings up fairness and equality when something white is under attack, then you, you don't get it. You're missing the whole, you're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole message. You really are. I mean, you live, you've, you've come up in a world where everything Everything is for you. That way you're feeling when you see something, a character that's, that's just, that you see as historically white and they're being played by a minority. That's how minorities have been feeling like the whole time you've been alive. 
So how you how you felt from a few days ago? That's how that's how black people have been feeling for quite some time now. You know, it's like just think about it. If you had to live with that feeling every day, as a matter of fact, if that feeling became so commonplace that it was just normal, you know, it's like you can turn on the TV and on damn near every channel that somebody looked like you doing every everything every which way. So it's not hard for you to imagine yourself succeed. That's that's the whole point. That's what. The media is is they they control how we're portrayed, and then Disney is such a huge part of that because they influence how kids see the world, and that's where it all really starts, you know. So yeah, you know, throw throwing and 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 I'll say this: a black girl playing Ariel is not fuck. I'm not giving Disney a fucking pat on the back for that. They got a whole lot of shit to make up for. That's just a drop in the motherfucking bucket. Far as I'm concerned, Black Panther was good. Ariel being black, that's good. Sure, sure. But I would, I would, I would, I would be, I would be happier if black people were just a regular part of the world, <laughs> you know, on TV. Like, because that's my, that is my big giant number one criticism of some of these lauded shows in history, you know. Um, Seinfeld, Friends, two um, which weren't as good as Martin and Living Single, but that's a whole other argument to have. Uh, but Seinfeld and Friends both both take place in New York City, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or is Friends is Friends in San San Francisco? Um, you know what? Let's just be correct. Okay, where is Friends? Um, happen. Oh, okay. So, a fictional New York City, right? So, both both take place in New York City, and they come across so little minorities, and because it's a sit, it's a sitcom, right? And so, most of the time, and 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 you know, through all the hundreds of episodes of those shows combined. Is it hundreds? Whatever. Uh, the only times they come across minorities is when the minority is part of that situation. But these motherfuckers be on the subway and just, they just be about all out and about and don't run into no no Puerto Ricans, no black people, no, like nothing. And, you know, unless it's like part of the plot, like, oh, this black person is making us uncomfortable because I don't. I said a racist thing by mistake, or he thought I said a racist. You know, it's always that. You know, and, and and occasionally you'll have a show that'll have a you know a token black. You know, but it's like, I in in these movies, these TV shows, whatever. It would just be nice to just like be a part of the world. I mean, New York City. Anyway, um, if you if you're if you are upset that Ariel is a black person. You are a fucking loser. It's just that simple. You are a petty, small-minded fucking loser. You dig? Speaking of fucking losers, so 4th of July. Okay. I maybe I'm maybe I'm an old person now. Maybe I'm just, you know, that's where I am in my life. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just I'm at that point. 
you know, I'm at that point where, where goddamn it, I just, I'm, I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm easily annoyed by shit, by some of the bullshit out here. And what's really killing me is the, the fireworks, guys. I mean, can we grow up, please? I don't understand this fascination with fireworks. You know, like maybe, you know, the first few times you see it, it's fascinating. You know, and look, and and, and don't don't misunderstand me, okay? Because, you know, some of y'all are getting defensive already. But I like fireworks. Is he saying I'm stupid? Yes, maybe. But, I mean, that's not what I'm trying to say, but I guess that's got to be included in what I'm saying. But that's not the whole point of what I'm saying. You know, it's, I don't, I'm not anti-fireworks. You understand what I'm saying? They just don't excite me. I don't understand. How, how's an adult excited by them? To the point where you out here risking life and limb, literally limb. It was a football player some years back that like blew his whole fucking hand off. Or he didn't blow his hand off, but it like, it was fireworks split his fucking hand in half. His hand. And he's a defense, he was a defensive lineman, defensive end. You know, so like you need your hands. He still came back and played, which was miraculous, but but it's like that shit cost him, that shit cost him the bag, though. You know what I mean? Because he was like, I forget who the fuck was it? I forget what his what his name was, but uh uh was it was it OC Newman? OC Newman <laughs> Uh Hurts Hand Fireworks. Let me see how Jason Pierre Paul. Okay, Jason Pierre Paul. So he was on fire, JPP, coming off. You know, I don't know if he was coming into a contract year or whatever, but this was 2015 or 2016. 2015. But this motherfucker was, you know, 4th of July, fucking around with some motherfucking fireworks, blew off a couple of his fingers and hurt another one of his fingers. It was like, it's like, what you doing out there, bro? You're a grown man. Like, do you, I mean, do you, is it a must? Like, don't get me wrong. Look, if it's fireworks going off, if it's fireworks going off, you know, and I can see them from where I am, I'll watch some fireworks. I'll watch some fireworks, but I'm not driving no motherfucking way to see no fireworks. There's people that be out, there's people out here that they, they be stuck in traffic to see some fireworks. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like these people that be tripping off sunsets. Nigga, the sun set everywhere. You ain't gotta go nowhere to watch the sun go down. You can <laughs> Now I just sound like an old fucking Scrooge. But seriously. What's so awesome? <laughs> They're beautiful. They really are. But we have to go somewhere to see it. I don't that's 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 disturbing to me. Oh. Uh, fireworks. I feel like everybody just pretends like they like fireworks. You know, why? Because if they're so awesome, how come you don't just have them all the time? It was just this one, this one night of years, Jack has just got to be up till four or five in the morning setting these motherfuckers off. Like, haven't you seen enough? The whole city is firing these motherfuckers up in the air from the time the sun go down till midnight. That's when the decent people stop. You know, 
And then, you know, I get it. Kids and teenagers, they out one, two in the morning, fine. Three in the morning, fuck you. Fuck you with your explosions at three in the morning. All right? Niggas got kids. People still got to work in the morning. I'm not sure how true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People still had to work Friday. You know, you out here blowing shit up. Because you bought too many. Or I don't know what the, what, what's wrong with people. Four in the morning. It, it was 4.07 in the morning when I heard the last firework go off. Yeah. So fuck those people. And then, you know, on 4th of July and today, the next day, or, yeah, yeah, the next day, there was an earthquake, okay? And there were, I think yesterday was a 6.6, July uh, 5th was a 7.1. And, my God, my God, people, my God, there are people in Los Angeles. It almost made me, it, it almost made me delete all my social medias because people that I otherwise respect some, you know, and don't get me wrong. Some of, some of my friends are comics and they, they were saying this ironically, um, but some people legit seriously feel like they went through some things because of the earthquake. Like they, they feel like they survived, um, you know, a, a, a harrowing ordeal with the, like, wh- uh, where, where does this come from? With this this desperation for for uh, for adversity, it's like, come on, bro. This earthquake. If you live in Los Angeles, because listen, I was I was seeing uh, a lot of posts were saying things like, "Wow, so that's what an earthquake is like." Oh, that was my first earthquake. Oh shit, mark my I'm marking myself safe. From the earthquake, nigga, you live in Los Angeles. The earthquake happened in Ridgecrest. That's 150 motherfucking miles away. Okay? That wasn't your first earthquake. That was your first time being 150 miles from an earthquake. All right? Little shaky shaky, little, no buildings fell, nobody died, no property was damaged. They do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. No bullshit, Offset. I've been through things. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> I, I just, I swear. I don't, I do not understand it. I don't understand it whatsoever. Just no shame at all. Just no shame at all. You know, it's like anybody even remotely connected to this earthquake is like now they writing their memoirs. I, somebody somewhere, <laughs> somebody somewhere is doing a long drawn out blog, blog post. Somebody is drawing up a, a a script. You know, somebody is adding a chapter to their tell all or <laughs> to their autobiography about how they survived the earthquake. I'm also disappointed if you're a comedian out there. I'm very disappointed in you making this. Because you know for a fact, every, you know, if you've lived in Los Angeles for long enough, you're going to experience an earthquake or so, right? Or or I should say the 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 outdoor, the outside, uh, the, the remnants of, you know, you, you're going to get a little droplet of earthquake 
if you live if you live in Southern California for long enough, you're gonna feel the earth shake. You know, it's just that simple. And every time this happens, people make the same lame fucking jokes. And sometimes it's from comics I respect, you know, and I just got to look at my screen and go, you're better than this. You really are. You better than this. Because it's like a dad joke. It's like, because I guess it's it's different if you're saying it ironically, right? Like if you're like, this is so dumb that I'm going to say it. But it's a whole nother thing if you like actually legit think this is a joke. Like, you know, oh, I guess, uh, you know, I guess I was I was beating the pussy up so hard it was it made the earth shake. Or I guess my 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 set tonight, my performance made the earth shake. Or just any dumb fucking joke that your granddad would tell. You know, it's like you're better than that. You really are. Anytime anything happens, and you know for a fact that the 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 low the the low hanging fruit is hanging so low that you don't even have to be a comedian to grab it. It's touching the ground. As a professional comic, you shouldn't be reaching for that fruit. There's just no point. You know. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> Who the fuck am I to judge people? Hmm. Oh, you stupid as fuck. I let the wrong... God damn it. Abort. Abort. Emergency. Damn it. I got to roll this motherfucker again. God damn it, Brian. Uh, I'm no expert. Where are you, Wolfie? Oh, speaking of which, my friend Wolfie, uh, Rachel Wolfson, she has a podcast called because I'm I'm on it. Let's plug that. I'm on uh Chronic Relief. Yes. Um you can follow her or you can follow the podcast at Chronic Relief Pod. Um and uh, I think we I'm I'm on the only joint episode. It's me and my uh uh me and my homie Rail Battle our co-guests on this episode and uh yeah it came out today and it's good you know um so yeah give that a listen but uh and i don't know what made me think of wolfie oh because i fucked i fucked up this joint yeah that's what it was okay yeah because you know she's like a weed person so she got a lot of pressure on her to roll you know proper 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 joints do anything for clout and uh oh okay yeah yeah yeah. but yeah everyone's fine trust me everyone in la is fine no one died no there was no well maybe somebody died shit but it was mostly just people just being you know uneasy now somebody in ridgecrest might have died or was it northridge whichever one's further away it was that place um. Oh yeah, twisted one up, man. What I was talking. Mmm. Mmm. 
I guess now we can we can move on to uh God damn it. We can move on to bigger and better news, right? That's the, the silly stuff. Um let's see y'all. See here. Uh there we go. What's in the queue? Oh God, no. I guess we still on the bullshit. <clears throat> Headline. <laughs> Judge spares sixteen year old rape suspect. I I'm gonna give you a second to see how you think that how you think that sentence ends. Judge spares 16-year-old rape suspect because he came from a good family who put him into an excellent school. I mean, really? This is from NBC New York. When a 16-year-old New Jersey boy was accused, Jersey, New Jersey boy was accused of raping an, an intoxicated girl, filmed the assault, and sent the video to his friends. The prosecutor sought to try him as an adult, but a state superior court judge in South Jersey shot down that request in part because the judge said the boy comes from a good family and is destined for a good college. Now, a state appeals court has overturned the decision and warned the judge against showing leniency to juveniles of privilege raising the question of what such judicial reasoning would mean for juveniles who do not come from good families and do not have good test scores. Yeah, no bullshit. Yeah, this motherfucker filmed him raping someone. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck you mean to good schools? You want him to go to them schools and rape people? I tell you what, boy. I tell you what. Now I'm back to getting burnt up. I should have read that after the cop thing. Mm. Just like that. We don't want to ruin his life. Like, fuck all the lives he ruined. You know what I mean? We don't want to ruin his life. That's some whole shit right there for me. No bullshit. Um. Yeah. That. I, nah. I'm not, I can't even get into it. I mean, it, that it that that is what it is. You know. I thought. Uh, for some reason, people are going into a panic because Taco Bell. <laughs> see, I read this headline yesterday, and it's already changed to something ridiculous. But Taco Bell had a shortage of tortillas. Taco Bell nationwide has a tortilla shortage. It's a supplier issue that they won't go, they won't give details about. But now it's being called tortilla apocalypse. God, do we have to do that to every fucking thing? Like uh, apocalypse is the end of the world. You know what I mean? And I get it. We 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 add apocalypse to things to exaggerate how dire they are. But now it's become a joke. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. Apocalypse is the end of existence. Tortilla apocalypse, because Taco Bell's short on tortillas. 
the headline reads Taco Bell confirms tortilla apocalypse is real recommends gorditas instead gorditas are fucking gross man who the fuck wants a gordita instead of a taco get the fuck out of here with that gordita shit that's not even a real thing is Taco Bell not the most because it's not Taco Bell but whoever they're owned by right because they own Let's see, huh? I know they owned KFC and maybe Pizza Hut, right when Pizza Hut started going to shit. Oh, yeah, it's owned by Yum. It's owned by Yum. Yum is, Yum is, are they not the most scummy? So let's see all the brands owned by Yum. Yum owns, <laughs> oh yeah, just those, those three. Yum, no, they, it's got to be more than that. Uh, so they do. They own KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell, right? But, but come on, it, it has to be more than that, or they or they're owned by some. But anyway, that's enough, right there. The 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 tri- <laughs> the trifecta of evil. <laughs> I saw a, a KFC sandwich the other day. That was what the fuck was it? It was cheat. It was Cheetos. Yeah, it was a it was a Cheetos chicken tender sandwich or something. It literally had it it had Cheetos on it with a cheese Cheeto sauce on a chicken on a bun and maybe there was bacon too. Maybe there was bacon involved. But 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 it's just to imagine like Taco Bell. Or or, or 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 Kentucky Fried, I guess they're not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. KFC, like they they have scientists somewhere in a lab, or or I don't know, or chefs somewhere in a lab, working on new ways to make food more disgusting, to make food more disgusting. Like, <laughs> what you got to add Cheetos to a to a. To, Cause you knew you knew it was coming to KFC eventually. Cause they started out at Taco Bell with that shit with the Doritos. Cause it, the, the shit bomb now. It tastes good, but that's the whole point. It all tastes good, but you can feel it killing you now. <laughs> at least I mean I'm I'm now at my I'm th- you know I'm 37, so I'm at that age now where it's like you know I got to start really really paying attention to what I eat. cause I feel worse after I eat. KFC or Taco Bell or whatever. Not that it don't taste good. It does. I'm not going to lie. You know, the same way like, you know, crack feels good. People feel, a lot of people shit on drugs. But the truth is, drugs feel great. They do. They're amazing. Each and every one of them, almost, is amazing. But it's being addicted to the motherfuckers that, that will fuck your life up. You know? So, it's just, you know, it's when you, because when you run out, when you're out of drugs, that's when you do dumb shit. You know, most a lot of dumb shit is done while people are on drugs. But most of the dumb shit associated with drug use happens when you don't have any. You know, when you're hooked and you're out. That's when you do, that's when you're not thinking straight. You know? And that's what these fucking that's what these fucking companies do. They 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 have, I forget who recommended this book to me, but it was it was called uh Goddamn, what was it called? Sugar. 
sugar, salt, motherfucker, sugar, salt, and something. No. And I feel like I... Oh, maybe that's it. Salt, sugar, fat. Is that it, though? Because I don't remember it looking like that. Okay, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that that's it. It's called salt, salt, sugar, fat. How the food giants hooked us. Oh, yeah, that is it. Okay, so this book talks about how, like, these motherfuckers have... They have... Uh, like they have a lab where they, where they, they calculate the perfect mixture of salt, sugar, and fat to like, to get the dopamine response from your body to make you hooked. Like it's literally a drug. They, they design, this shit is designed in a lab to get you hooked. These motherfuckers. It's, and it's not just them. It ain't, it's not just the fast food people. It's all the manufacturing, all the processed food people. They're, they're, they're trying to me- measure that shit out in a way where it gets you hooked. Cause with the, with the right, sh- cause it's like a cycle with the right amount of sugar. Uh, the right amount of sugar has a certain reaction to you with the right amount of salt that has the, Make sure how to turn range that makes you, you know, store fat, which makes you thirsty, which makes you drink more soda, which puts more sugar, which, you know, it's it's like it's a cycle, and I'm I'm not sure if that's the right cycle, goddammit, it, because it's been a while since I read it. But what my point is, I've internalized this information into into I've simplified it in my in my spirit to just don't trust these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? That's just way easier, you know. And then when I go to their when I go to their website, the Yum website, we're building the world's most loved, trusted, and fastest growing uh, restaurant brands in partnership with the best franchise operators in the business. The world's most loved, trusted, and fastest growing. You notice how the word nutritious ain't in there? <laughs> this is. <laughs> This motherfucker website, this is their website. Yum. The company that owns all this. Okay, see, it's because I talk about their website. We're building the world's most loved, trusted, and fastest growing restaurant brands in partnership with the best franchise operators in the business. It ain't a goddamn thing about healthy up in there. So, you know, you can feel how you want to feel about it. You know? I can squeeze in one more. I can squeeze in another one. We've been going a little long here. Oh my God. You talk about the rent is too damn high. Now, the bunk bed in San Francisco, this bunk bed in San Francisco rents for $1,200 a month. Um, That's true. Now I've seen this in several places, right? But yeah, there's a, I don't know what you call it, a pod business uh, deal in in San Francisco and Los Angeles where these kids are paying $1,200 a month for bunk beds. See, you know what? I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to browse this fucking article real quick and then I'm going to give you my take on this. But 
Why is this the shittiest? Pod share is a co-living space where tenants pay to rent a pod or bunk bed in one of the, one of San Francisco or Los Angeles locations. Okay, housing costs have become so expensive in some cities that people are renting bunk beds in a communal home for $1,200 a month. Not a bedroom, a bed. <sighs> Dude, and no privacy. No privacy, if you can believe that. So, uh, you get a bed, a locker, access to Wi-Fi, and a chance to meet fellow podestrians. <laughs> There's no deposit and no commitment. Um, this includes, you, each pod includes a shelf, a personal television, food staples like cereal and ramen, and toiletries like toothpaste and toilet paper are also included. For twelve hundred, okay, but that's an e- but that's an easy trade off. Say it's mo- say the mostly young people who live there. Oh, they don't give a fuck about privacy. This was started by a twenty seven year old. No, 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 hold on, no, no. Stephen Johnson, so he's a resident, the twenty seven year old founder of Flip Mass, an advertising company. For Instagram, influencers says he can afford his own place in San Francisco, but doesn't want to be locked into renting a tiny overpriced apartment. Uh, what, my nigga? Well, you're... Okay, okay, maybe the locked-in part makes sense, but you'd rather... You'd rather pay $1,200 for no private... I don't get that. No guests are allowed. I mean, yeah, look, when I was 20, I, I, I might have been down for this. When I, when I, was, in, when I was in the Marine Corps, I, I might have done this. I mean, this is basically what we were doing, actually, I mean, to be honest with you. But uh, I don't know, man. You're getting $1,200 from every person in this house, and there's like 200 people in this fucking house. Nah, man, I don't know. That's a lot of people, dude. That's a lot of people to be sharing a house with. I don't know. I've never had to share a living space with that outside of boot camp with that many people. Not even close. You know, just that that feeling of like you don't have any privacy, none. Zero. There isn't a second of the day where you're not around another, where you're not, there's not a second of the day where you're in a, where you're, where you're somewhere where no one else can be. Unless you're taking a shit in the stall. You know, there's no, actually, actually, now that I think about it, nope, because in boot camp, yeah, you could take, you could take a shit in the stall, but the stalls didn't have doors on them. So you had no privacy whatsoever. And so that's the that's the that's what I think of when I think of this. And I, obviously, I know like living free with money and friends and being able to do drugs and drink and all that probably makes this situation a little more tenable. But I, but but I I would have to say I think the thing that that was the thing that bothered me. Nope, no, no. That I think probably the lack of privacy bothered me the least. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't I don't. You know, 
So maybe these kids are on to something. But no, no, no. Because I hate, like I said, I hate how everyone just absorbs. They just absorb how expensive the rent is out here. We just act like it's normal. Welcome to L.A. That's what they say. Ugh, that, just, that shit just kills me. The rent is too fucking high, man. Because cause this is just, to me, I mean, looking at this photo, this is just a nicer version of shit I've seen from, uh, from like, one of the, like, Beijing or Tokyo. Or, no, not Tokyo, but, uh, Shanghai or one of those, one of those Chinese cities where, like, a lot of money is. There's people living, I mean, it's much worse conditions than this, but it's, you know, they basically living in cages with no privacy. Like they just got enough space to like lay, just be there. Like a, like a little bit of space for your shit. I'm sure they don't get a TV or anything included, but it's like, are we, is that where we're headed? Is this the future of living with like, you just get a, a, spa, a bunk bed? As an adult, you just get a bunk bed and, a, and enough space for a television. I don't know if that's worth it. But you tell me. You tell me. I mean, I think I'd rather rent an overpriced apartment. I don't know. Where do you masturbate? Oh, yeah, no company. 